Outside a Thread is recorded on the unceded territory of the Wurundjeri people of the Eastern Kulin Nation, the traditional custodians of the land I broadcast from. I recognise their ongoing legacy and connection to land, waters and culture. I pay respect to their elders, past and present. I extend this respect to all other First Nations people of this continent, whose stolen land our infrastructure and digital connectivity is built upon. Hey, I'm Darcy, and you're listening to Outsider Thread. For this week's episode of Outsider, I spoke with Ralph, a local queer icon whose creative practice spans across music, fashion, and digital marketing. While Ralph now lives in Nam, their upbringing as an Asian-American Pacific Islander in Chicago was formative in shaping their creative and cultural identity. In this episode, we discuss what occurs at the intersection of creativity and culture, as well as Ralph's own experience living in Nam and working as a creative. Our conversation was intriguing, introspective, and a lot of fun. Hope you enjoy listening. I was really interested in like I remember you talking a while ago about like Chaka Khan and that kind of stuff and like how that influenced you growing up and like and what Prince, it was like yeah. growing up as a young queer person. So I think yeah. that's oh, like that's you remember. Cool. That's yeah, so sweet. Of course, I would remember that. Yeah, that's so sweet. Honestly, my ex would never. All my anyway. That is so sweet. That's actually so sweet for you to remember. As if I wouldn't. I feel like I can like see it all over you, like how formative it was as well, because it's oh, like very you. influential into like. I don't know. You have a very unique style, so that is know, true. Do you know what I mean? I think it's I do. Very, yeah, 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 like, yeah, Not of Australia. You can tell that you grew up probably in America and like influenced yeah. by other elements. That is true. That is true. I think like it's interesting to me that I don't know. Not a lot of people see it, but like when they actually see it, I really like cherish them, especially like hearing that you say it. Mm. And it's like because I feel like growing up, I feel like I'm just already talking now. Yeah. Um, I feel like growing up. In the way that I style is I always try to bring culture into the things that I'm wearing. Mm. Into like like, you know, based like my mom's from Timor and it's also like she's also Indonesian and my dad's just basic Asian American. Um, but like I feel like growing up we were told to bring culture into our dressing, which is not I think not a lot of like Western people do. Like mm. you like you, sorry. <laughs> a lot of Western people, like a lot like a lot of white people, they dress in their occasions. Like, I'm going to work. I want to, like, make suits. Mm. But, like, no, we want, like, traditional fabrics in the way that we dress for this occasion. Yeah. And I feel like that's yeah. the way that I always wear. Like, the way that I always dress, at least. And, like, yeah, Chaka Khan is definitely bigger, like, a, the biggest inspiration in the way that I, like, dress myself. But actually, Prince would be the biggest. Mm. I remember, like, one time when I actually, like, meet, which is, like, Meg, now and Dave, which is, like, my unit. Um, they're literally like my chosen family here. I mean, I have a, like other chosen family, but they're like literally like my unit. We literally tell each other everything. 
But I remember like meeting them and I'm like, you're giving prints. And I'm like, they said that to you. They said that to me. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, yes, thank you so much. And purple is definitely like my favorite color. But yeah, so like Prince, also like in the way, like musically, I think like being like R&B um, and like soulful is always the way to go for me. Because mm. like all, everyone's in my family is musical. Like it's actually like stressful to be musical. Like I remember like going on a road trip and my mom would just be like, off bitch. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> literally she'd be like, Interesting. Um, Ralph off pitch. And it would just be like singing on a road trip. Like, bitch. Yeah. I know. She's a fucking bitch. What did she do that she was musical or like, was she, it just... uh, well, she is a singer. Mm. Um, she used to produce for like different artists, a lot of like, a lot of just like local artists, um, back in Burridge, which is in Chicago, South side. Uh, but also like she would. So I don't know if you're familiar with gamelan, which is like a traditional instruments, I think from West Java mm. or just like Java in general. But she would I've just like... I've heard of the gamelan before. Yeah. 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 What does it look like? It's kind of like a percussion of just like, it's like gold, but it's like you hit it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like drums, but yeah. it's like metal. Mm. And then it's like, no, it's not, it's gold. So you just like, and then uh, one like drum like it's a it's a different note, mm. so it's kind of like piano, like it's melody. But uh, so she would just like do that and like put it in her like producing style. But she's like she's just an amazing singer. Like she just sings, but also like hit her. But like <laughs> she's so good, and I got my voice. She gave me. you something, yeah. She did. So you grew up in Chicago, mm. and I guess so. Being like an Indonesian Asian American in Chicago, what is the like story of your mom moving there? Well, yeah, especially like. So the story is, I don't even know, but she moved during, so she is actually Timor and then she moved to Jakarta, like I think like during like the recession or like mm. the 70s or like 80s, um, where like the Chinese, Chinese party, communist, communist Indonesian party in Jakarta, like that whole thing happening. Mm. Anyway, and when and you say Timor, like, you mean East Timor? East or, Timor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um. Uh, basically, like, she got, like, her Indonesian citizenship. I think, like, at the time was more, like, um, was more, like, safe. Mm. I think it was, like, safe to be Indonesian. Yeah. And then, you know, she traveled, blah, blah, blah. Then she moved to Chicago, um, gave birth to three kids. I'm a middle child. Um, and, yeah. And then I grew up in, like, really, I have a lot of, like, um, black Muslim friends um, and we were also like brought up Muslim mm. um, so that's been like yeah that's like my AAPI community too mm. uh, Asian American uh, Pacific Islander community uh, but yeah yeah Southside Mm. Mm. Interesting. I think circling back as well, it was really interesting about hearing you describing the way that you dress in particular and like the reason that it's so different to especially white people. Because I feel like when you discuss that, you're kind of, I guess, exploring like a kind of intersectionality in the way that you dress. Like it's not only informed by the street, but it's also like informed by your culture. And also like, am I right in thinking like, obviously you're queer and non-binary, maybe like you're taking both the feminine and the masculine elements from both like your heritage and the styling Yes, no, that's very true. That's very true. Because I, uh, my best friend Claudia, she is Javanese, but she grew up in Bali. And she was telling me about, I remember like talking about her and she was telling me about like, there's like 
a non-binary gender mm. actually in like in Indonesia, and I've there's like a lot of that in like you know in like worldwide. There's a lot of that, um, and I feel like even though my mom is always just like. Don't touch the heels. Don't walk in heels. But I remember I'd be like young and I'd be like walking in those heels. Uh, but you know, like I think like yeah, giving always like the androgynous, like androgyny is always the way to go for me. You know, mm. sometimes I'm like, um, I think I mean I always stayed away from being too mask. Mm. But and then that that kind of helps me a lot to get in touch with my femininity growing up. And now I'm all about just like being that good balance, that good. <laughs> Sorry, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> that good balance of just masculine and feminine, mm. but in like not in the way of like, um, like contributing to like what the standard is to be masculine, like what it is to be feminine. Because like, like I want to take, yeah, my own take. Yeah. Like I want to. It's like my own view of mm, what it is. Exactly. And that's the way that I dress and style and I think that pretty much like exemplifies why gender is not a binary because it's like exactly. so many different elements that form you as well it's interesting to hear about um you like growing up and your mum being like don't touch the heels and stuff <laughs> like that because I was a really big tom girl growing up and I was like super duper feminine oh, were you? yeah yeah oh yeah God, I know dude. I guess like obviously I'm gay but you probably wouldn't <laughs> see it as much now because I'm quite like masculine in the way that I conduct myself and my my mum was actually, like, really supportive of it, you know? Like, she would oh, get me, like, dresses. And, like, I thought I was, like, Britney Spears slash a spy slash, like, whatever. And I think... I don't know if you maybe feel the same, but I think it's... I know this is kind of a random take, but I feel like being, you know, like, being queer and gay as well it almost sometimes has something to do with your body type because both you and I kind of have an androgynous body type. And for me, like, I... You know, that for kind of, like, informed, like, the way that I dressed when I was growing up. And I can actually appreciate, oh, I often still look in the mirror and I'm like, I would make such a beautiful woman. But the reason that my... Yeah. Yeah, I know. But the reason that my kind of femininity, I guess, faded away was maybe because when I grew up, it was just very socially unacceptable where mm. I was from. But it wasn't... It was something that I explored when I was younger, but then mm. it was kind of, like, pushed away. And then now I've, like, slowly rediscovered it and I feel comfortable now but I think I'm like yes, at a point where I'm happy but it's just yeah it's interesting to think back like at how feminine I was back then and it's like a moment in time and it's always such a shifting yeah, thing like it because, comes in waves yeah and you feel different on a different day like sometimes I want to glam it up and you know I reckon my time is still coming to like, I want to see that oh my yeah. god I would love that yeah I have I would to do it to now before that. I get too buff <laughs> at the gym yeah I would love I mean also like interesting when you said um the way like being queer and non-binary and the way they like, yeah, like we do have like an androgynous body type. Mm. I remember, I think someone's like, no, never mind. She was like saying hi. Oh, anyway, it's okay. Um, yeah. Studio recording live. <laughs> and then um, she was like, she. Uh, but I remember, I think I was at a fundraiser, Duddy fundraiser, two weeks mm. ago. Uh, and then my friends, and I was wearing like this like um, corset, which is like, um, it's a traditional like lace. From Indonesia called Kabaya, but called like this. Oh, only. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one. <laughs> True. No, not that one. Uh, but yeah, there's like another like uh, traditional lace, Indonesian mm. traditional lace, uh, made into a corset, like a halter top, uh, yeah. by a friend of mine in Bali when I was in Bali in November, and she gave it to me, um, and then I wore it to Dutty, and they're then I wore naughty. it. Yeah, we're both naughty, and then I wore it to Dutty. And then um, everyone was just like, oh, my God, Ralph, is that, like, do you have pads in that? Do you have pads? And they were, like, mm. looking at my chest. And it's like, do you have pads? And I'm like, no, it's just, like, my chest. Mm. And it's like, and, like, I realized that, like, even now, 
I mean, like I go to the gym like a little bit, even though I don't look like it. But it's like I train to be the androgynous body rather than be like, rather than being like, I want to look like more tone, more mm, mask. Like, yeah, no, because like I'm like, I guess male birth or whatever. But like, I don't want to be that. Like, I want to have like the androgynous body. Like, yeah. That's like, you know, I mean, like all bodies beautiful, but like for me, like that's what you want. Yeah. yeah. I feel the same actually. And because even though my representation is a bit more mask, I actually draw a lot of power from my own androgyny because the thing is guys who, especially not I just gay that. guys, I feel but, that. Yeah, yeah, particularly heterosexual guys, like they get very strong, which is hard to do on like yeah. a habitual level, but it's actually like allows you to put yourself in a box of masculinity that you somehow feel like you fit or I'm comfortable in. And I think that like, for me, I don't know, that's, I guess, why, like, probably a lot of heterosexual people maybe, like, feel fear or discomfort because it represents, like, a kind of freedom that you're, like, doing this and especially, like, being so motherfucking powerful, you know? Yeah, like, it's something new, like, when you... I think, it, to be honest, like, even when I saw you at Era for the first time before we even had met properly, like... Oh, true. Yeah, I, yeah, had not, yeah. I had not seen much of the, like a lot of queer people like I had seen queer people but not a lot of queer people who were so like prideful in their representation and it was quite new to me but now I see like how empowered and beautiful you are in owning that and it's just like it's not just about like being hot it's actually about and not that it's It's about a competition but it's it's also like you can't do it because the thing is it's so dynamic and you and individual that it almost can't be replicated and for me that's like a value that I also hold dear because you know you don't want anyone looking the same as you no period Mm. no I agree so much it's also just like it's definitely not about being hot but also like something about scaring cisgendered hetero mask people it's like it's it's giving power to me Mm. it's about I mean like I guess the way they like cisgender hetero mask people always just like bigger is better or just yeah. like and I'm like oh I hate that like I shared so many exes like that like ew uh, but like something about scaring them in just being proud of yourself mm. and just like, being proud of myself and just being like the way that I walk and like the way that you look at me and you're like you would think like oh I would never wear that yeah because you're scared yeah because you're fucking insecure and you've never assessed whether it's actually something that you want because you've always been too afraid of how you would be perceived if you were like exactly doing it exactly and you probably wouldn't look good with with, like with it but like you know it Mm. gives you power and but also like I think it's important to say, I guess, like, you probably fought for that authenticity a lot more, but for a lot of people, it's actually hard to find if you are quite cis-presenting. Like, it's very easy to sit in that. And there's probably a lot of people who want more. And, you know, they, like... I don't know. I feel like it's not... Yeah, there's been a kind of surge, at least in my perception, of, like, guys at festivals who love to, like, dress up in, like, drag or, like, colourful tights or whatever. And I think that's kind of, like, some kind of, like, repressed escape of what they actually want to do because they can't... They don't feel like they can go all the way yet but I feel like we're getting there it seems to be obviously we live in a bell jar in Melbourne but I think that this could be like the decade of delicacy I think and so delight. I yeah. think so I think so Even okay going back to like bringing culture in the way that we dress mm. I feel I can feel like that's a trend coming like yeah. especially this year it's funny like a lot of just I don't know I've been getting so many questions today and it's like um, somebody called me uh, called me recently um, that I'm like, I hate this so much, but they called me like Bella Hadid of the Norm. And I'm like, okay, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> and I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, okay, what the fuck does that mean? Because I'm like, not that. But it's like, no, it's because like we're waiting for 
We're we're always waiting for your Instagram story to tell us what to wear. Oh my god! And I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, that's kind of sweet. That's but I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, well, I was like, is it real? I was like, I was like, Ew, okay, what the fuck does that mean? Um, but like, yeah, we're just like waiting for you and like what to wear. And then I and then I was like looking at my friend, like we were at, we were somewhere else. I forgot. But I can just um, they were dressing differently like last year. Now they're like using bangles, so many bangles, and I can feel like like it's a trend. Mm, like it's just yeah. like people are like. Bringing cultures in the way that I like they wear. I guess not a lot of been, like my white friends, but like yeah, like, my POC people. Like they're just like they're really slaying their fashion game this mm. year. I can just see it. Yeah, because there's a heritage in it. I guess that was my next question because I was like, how do you see it for like non POC people? Because especially for me, I'm just like thinking about that. And as a white person, like I have no culture to pres- just personally at least because <laughs> in my family it's like Footies. it's not w- well. It wasn't a big part of my upbringing. Like I think for you, obviously, like the what was the Indonesian instrument that you gamelan gamelan yeah. yeah like I don't know like playing the gamelan having strong like heritage and like way in the way that you dress things influence you. I had none of that I have a Slo- like a Slovenian background and that was like very minimal mm. in influencing me and it was just so suburban so yeah I think it's also like yeah it's an era of like POC power because it's like very able to, always, yeah. always oh for sure yeah. this is the time and it's like appreciating the beauty of the heritage and the culture but it's not like oh, I don't know it's like it's not just appreciating it because it's it's there it's like more visibility almost or, and celebration which yeah. is cool yeah because I was like I remember I was wearing that like kabaya corset, um, and then uh, my friend was around, um, and then uh, Jack Swang, Sal, and Garfi was around, and then Mikey was like looking at us. I was like, oh my god, you guys are slaying! And then he said like Slasians, Slasians, and I'm like, I love that, I love that, and I'm just like been slaying Slasians all day. Mm. Uh, but I guess because like the way again, yeah, bringing culture, I feel like it's always important to me now. Like always like bringing culture in the way that I dress. Um, my friend um, did a joke. Well, my housemate actually, she was like making jokes about like, cause it's Ramadan right now, mm. and I'm like, it's actually this is actually like her headscarf, like this is actually like her job, but I made it into like, <laughs> it's cute, just like a scarf. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's kind of cute. Like I just wanna, cause I had long hair, and I'm like I want long hair, and then she's like, oh, you're taking Ramadan very seriously, <laughs> and I'm like. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'm really taking it very seriously. I got my hijab. <laughs> and I'm like, I got my hijab on, shaking my hijabi. Did you have but Muslim family or you? Yes. My uh, mom was very yeah. strict. Um, my mom, my dad, well, I guess my big brother is still. Uh, but yeah, growing up Muslim. Mm. Um, that. So if you see me like on my stories posting a lot of like, Ramadan memes at the moment. It's because they're actually hilarious. I'm actually loving the Ramadan memes. I, my friend Amina has been posting a lot of them, and I think it's really funny because so I did funny. I don't I did studies of religion in school, so I think yeah, Islam is a very beautiful religion as well. But it's fucking funny. I like the content because it must be really. Are you wait? Did you say you're practicing Ramadan or you're no, just, no, yeah, no, 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 you're just? No, no, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, my my housemate is. Uh, so basically, I'm just like fast with her mm. because like, why not? I yeah. feel like it's a good. It's a good, it's, I mean, me right now drinking wine, but <sighs> like, it's just got like good for my body, like getting the toxins out, um, again, drinking wine, but it's good. Just like, you know, have, oh, that, is like, that why time. you haven't eaten anything all day today? No, that's because I forget. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. That's yeah, because yeah. I forget. I just like been like at home trying to do things musically. Mm. Uh, but yeah. Um, and then I just forget. And then. 
Oh, actually, no, I forgot because I had work today and I was like working from 10 to 2. Anyway, my point is, I forgot what I was talking about. Well, for, I actually, it's the perfect time for you to forget what you were going to talk about because I wanted to bring it back to, I guess, like kind of all the way to the start. And I think, you know, we just like, we actually really just popped off here. We literally did. Introduce you, so I'll have to edit it after. But maybe, yeah, I think we talked about like previously how you grew up, but maybe you can go kind of from the start and explain like how you came from being born in Chicago to now like living in Nam, being a beautiful yep. person who's multi and what you do, <laughs> what you have done, what you've trained in. Yeah. The full chilapa. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so actually I was born in Jakarta because the, uh, I was actually born during Ramadan. Ah. Yeah. Ramadan baby. Exactly. Is your birthday soon then? No. Well, Ramadan's like changes every year. So it's like it goes back forward, backwards, 11 days ah, in the year. Yeah. Um. So it was like December and like we were, well, they were visiting uh, the family, but I was like pregnant. Mm. Um, and then, You were pregnant? Well, no, my, sorry. My you mom was pregnant. Yeah, 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 I could. I could. We can try. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so <laughs> so I was actually born during Ramadan, uh, born in Jakarta, and then got back, uh, go back to uh, Chicago. Uh, but like basically brought into like American family, blah, 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 blah. Um, wait, what was the question again? How you, yeah, going from there to being to born. To being in Melbourne. And yeah, in yeah. how you got to Chicago post that. Yeah, well, I just, like, left, uh, oh, no, well, high school was in Virginia, and then I left, um, and then I was in London for a bit, because my friends were in London, and I just, like, gathered, like... How did you get to, from being a high school in Virginia, what was your vision to getting to London? No, it wasn't, it wasn't my choice, it was, like, my dad's in the Navy. Ah, okay, so you're an army brat, is that... I know. Nice. Good to know. Good to know. know. Yeah. American socialist. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <With a laughs> Navy yeah, you, dad. Really, you really revolted. I really yeah. did. I really do. I really do. Uh, but yeah, and then like Virginia, just like the Navy, I, if I'm not mistaken, it's like in Quantico, which is like in Virginia. But oh, in yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's where the FBI is. Uh, true. Yeah, that's where Clarice Starling is in oh Silence God. of the... Sorry, I just watched the whole Silence of the Lambs series right, after I had right, surgery right. last week. So. Quantic- oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Well, we were in Richmond, which like Quantico is very close. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was in London for a bit, and then Japan for a bit, and then um, I was like, oh, I don't actually know a lot of... Bahasa Indonesia mm. so I like applied to this like course in Jakarta so I was there for like six months studying Bahasa Indonesia and then I was like oh I want to study but I don't have fucking money mm. so I applied for like scholarships I literally applied to like so many schools in the world and I got a scholarship in a university here um, and then so I moved here so to uh, study all I need to, uh, to, uh, I studied Bachelor of Communications in Digital Media and another Bachelor of Communications in Public Relations Graduated in public in, relations. In yeah. public relations. Graduated in lockdown. Oh, um, wow. I didn't I know. know that you were such a recent... But, like, did I... I don't think I met you. I Maybe during lockdown when you were I coming... I, when I was working at ERA in yeah, 2020. Yeah, I think it was, like, that weird 2022, maybe? No, it couldn't be 2022. You... I think we were, like, wearing... So, you reckon it was 2021? I think so. Wow. Yeah. Oh, time... I, I Like, I it's so. kind of scary how much time it's passed. So, so, we've known each other for over... A year now. A year now, yeah. Maybe I glimpsed you. Like, and yeah, yeah. Wow. She glimpsed me, everybody. Yeah. Um, but back to... But yeah, <laughs> back to that. Um, so, yeah, graduated. And I'm here. Which is like, it was like lockdown. So that's why I stayed. Mm. Um, but I think like Norm is the place to be. Yeah, I really and you've made a lot of strong connections here. Period. Yeah, I really did. So Norm is the place to be. 
and yeah. And so what's the role that you're doing now, your job titles? Well, so I'm working for a Melbourne menswear brand for like their digital marketing manager. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also do freelance styling as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I do a lot of things, actually. I help a lot of like my um, designer friends with just like design assistant. Mm. Um, I still do freelance uh, website development. And website design. That's the thing that I'm curious about. So did you learn like coding languages at university or? It's so funny. So I studied digital media, but it's like it kind of has nothing to do with like website design. Mm. But I, um, during lockdown, my ex is a software engineer. Mm. And, <laughs> yeah, and it was lockdown. So at the time, you just want to ask so many things and like you just want to learn a lot of things and that's how I get into it. Wow. Um, yeah. I, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so angry at everybody who got skills during lockdown because like you learned to code, Michaela Stafford learned to render, I learned to smoke even more weird than I was smoking before. Oh I no, surely there's something. I achieved nothing during lockdown. I was like, I guess I completed my degree, but also minimum, minimum. But yeah, that's, wow, that's amazing. And so doing that now, I guess, do you, you do a bit of coding in your I current do. role? Yeah, I do. Brand? Um, yeah, I do. I helped um, my friends' websites um, for their brand last year. Um, it was good. Um, I well, kind of helped maintain the role that I'm in, um, like my work at the moment. And I just like help a lot of just like up and coming des- like up and coming designers in like how they want their brand to look like, and just like a design. And mm. I'm like, cause I'm surrounded with like a lot of my friends in that like area as well yeah so yeah. you know i can do like my friend can do the front end i can do the back end or she can just do the designing thing and i can just do everything yeah so, so when you say back end do you mean like designing the website or you mean using adobe suite to make brand to make the designing the or? website yeah, yeah okay so, like, i see literally everything so like again a skill that i got from my ex which is a valuable engineer. yeah <laughs> But yeah, valuable, valuable. Interesting. So yeah, I was, this I guess was the question to I had for you because I feel like you're such a hustler. Like you're always managing to, what I would call, you're always hot bitching it. Like, and you're living <laughs> the life, it. never say no. Yeah, well, you know, you're okay, always cool. like yeah, living like the life. I like that, I like that, I like that. I think it makes, it makes sense that you, because you're 21, right? I'm 23. You're 23. Oh, okay. It's so funny. People keep saying that. I'm 21. I don't know. So you told me you were 21, but maybe that was two See, exactly. Ago. We yeah. met... You, we met when I was 21. Okay, I see. And that was 2021. Yeah. Because, so... Time has gone on. Yeah, I have missed two birthday parties. When I'm 2021, yeah. I'm 21. When I'm 2023, right now I'm 23. Oh, lucky you. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so it's coming together now. So I guess, I think that when I met you, I was kind of shocked by how internationally minded you were. And that's starting to make sense because growing up as, um, like, the child of someone in the Navy, you're moving around a lot. Moving to Melbourne, you've done that, you've made it happen, and now you're getting by, doing good. What is, and yeah, I had, like, what is, how did you get into styling, I guess is my first question. How do I get into styling? So I actually, uh, my first job was as an assistant to a tailor. Mm. So my background has always been, what's much higher to say it, is menswear. As in so, same seamstressing. Yeah. So you can sew as well. I can sew. Multi-talent. I can sew. Um, well, in the realm of menswear, I'm good. Mm. Um, so tailoring. Yeah, so yeah. tailoring. Exactly. So, yeah, tailoring, that's been my background. And then, um, so that's my first job. And then I got into, and then, oh, and then I moved to Australia. 
And then I work for like retail for like a tailoring company. Mm-hmm. I work for like a bespoke tailor in Paran. So I was their fashion assistant, um, but also just like doing like um, client relations. So in that way, you're kind of like styling them. Mm. And I got into it and then I was just like, oh, you know, I got clients and they want me to style them. So that's probably where it started. And then lockdown, and then I started, like, following these cool people mm. in, like, NARM. Because I'm, like, I don't know a lot of people in NARM. It's, like, lockdown. Um, and then, yeah, and then people just, like, look at me from, like, my Instagram, I mm. guess. Even though it's, like, even though it's, like, it was, like, on private at the time. It was, like, I removed followers. But they were just, like, oh, my God, I want you to style me. I want you to style me. Mm. And then I'm, like, okay, well, maybe I should get charging. I should, like, yeah. I should start charging people. Uh, but then, yeah. Natural magnetism. Natural magnetism. And you are. Exactly. That's who I am. That's who I am. It also, it's always important because I used to do a lot of um, just like doing shoots here. And it's always important for like brands to know you in the way that you style yourself. Mm. And then that's also kind of like how I got into it, I guess. Wait, did you say when you're shooting well, like for brands modeling. or when you're modeling for yeah, brands? I was yeah. For it, yeah. And you have a bit of a background in modeling as well. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I do. Shy. I do. I do. She's she's shy. She's shy. <laughs> I still I still do it a little bit though. I still yeah. do it a little bit. Um like uh that's why when I was in Bali, that's when I was in Bali last year because I was signed uh by Boomy Faces in Bali. Oh yeah, Boomy Faces is cool. I always yeah. see them posting cool stuff and then I remember they're in Bali and I'm like shit. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's good for Australian who wants to like tra- like travel to Bali and then mm. just be like and um and um the person who runs it is Berlin and Bali Bay, so they're really cool. They always oh, get yeah. jobs. Yeah. So that's like and like I when Beck was in Bali and we were like chilling in like the um, this villa that they paid me for. It was, like, so good. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, wait. Wow. Actually, Beck didn't show the villa, but close to my villa. But, yeah. Beck was in the area. Beck yeah. was in the area. Interesting. I read um I read something today, actually, that was talking about how in Bali they're kind of at critical mass with, like, young influencers and, like, I kind oh, of, like, God, wellness yes. venture capitalists, like, exploiting the area and it's change- the climate is changing and they're no longer welcoming these kinds of people, which is interesting, and I feel like it's like long overdue, like this kind of thing, because it was but so resurgent. I also over COVID. do know that they're probably not gonna do it. It's yeah. just gonna feel like it's just it's just gonna feel like a rumor that like you know like every two years that Bergain's gonna close. Mm. Is, yeah. Is oh no, like I'm not talking that? about governmentally. I'm talking about like within the population. I oh, think yeah. that maybe people are like Indonesian people are starting to feel more exploited than benefiting from the tourism trade because I don't know. It's Actually, interestingly, on this topic, because I am from an area like suburban Australia is huge on Bali. Like where, yeah. where are you when from I was, again? I'm from the Central Coast, which yeah, is yeah, yeah, an yeah, hour yeah. and a half from Sydney. And like, I went to Bali twice when I was growing up, and like, I didn't do a lot of traveling Tra- around yeah. the this close area to Australia. It was usually like Europe to go to Slovenia and that yeah. kind of thing. And um, we went there, like we were like Bali, amazing, like wellness place. You kind of live, you stay in these like huge hotels that are completely segregated from the area. But also, I know that our my dad's like good friends who live on the street. Their grandparents went to Bali, mm. loved it so much. They're like, okay, we're gonna buy this plot of land, and it cost forty thousand dollars to buy mm. the plot of land. They developed it for I think it cost like an extra twenty thousand dollars because yeah. the labor's so cheap there, it's and like then, so cheap, yeah. and sold it for one point two million. And I think that kind of it's literally foreign development. It's exactly. the same thing that is being so like vehemently protested in Australia that we shouldn't be having like Chinese people investing in it. So investing in Australia, but what we're literally doing is exploiting a country that has like less of a developed economy than ours. So it's interesting. I know. To, yeah. Well, it was like it's literally when um, I've only been to. Bali once and 
my memory is just like I was in Uluwatu, so it was just still like green. It wasn't a lot of like influencers. But when I got back, when I was in Claudia, and then we were living in, we were staying in Changu, which is like it's Claudia, a friend place. of yours. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Claudia. Uh, we were in Changu, and then there was literally like no rice fields. There's like mm. literally no, and there's just like Airbnbs around, Airbnbs around. But it was like it's owned by influencers, mm. and I'm like. I hate that, and it's like it's so annoying, and it's like it's just influencers owning this Airbnb. There's traffic's everywhere, and then I took, and then we took a go car, um, to go somewhere, and she was just like, uh, and she's just like complaining. It's just like about just like all this bule, which is um, you know, foreigners. Is Claudia Indonesian? Claudia is Indonesian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Claudia is Indonesian. Um, um, but the driver. She was just like complaining, was just like all this bule mm. um, taking our lands, and I'm like, yeah, we should be mad, we should be mad. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, like um, now I have to do go car. I could do something else, but because I need to pay for my children's, I need to like feed my children, and it's like it's so fucking sad. Yeah, it's like I don't know. Well, it's almost like contemporary colonization in a way, in the se- in Literally, the sense that so they're setting Russians, up land. <laughs> I have like, to say, but yeah. Pardon? So many Russians, like I have. Yeah, to say, but... there are a lot of Russians across Southeast Asia, in particular. I was I absolutely shocked when I went to. Well, they um, need to fled somewhere else. Yeah, well, there's like there's entire, especially in Vietnam, there is mm. entire towns that are fully just for Russian gambling, and it's like disgusting. It's completely depraved of any you know, any Asian culture, but particularly, like, any culture. It's just Russian. Like, it's actually just monocultural, and it's crazy that they've taken over the land in that kind of way. And it's it's scary and sad, and especially because you can't go back from you that. Once back. it's happened in this, like, formal contemporary context, you can't take that land back because it's been sold, but it's like they've taken advantage of the fact that there isn't the legislation to prevent this from happening and it's interesting to think like i don't know i I hadn't related this issue before to australia because i when i was studying i studied international security and politics when i was like in in university and i was pretty passionate about like i think there should be stronger legislation on chinese people acquiring property because it is it represents like a complex issue but there's no consideration to this and like yeah interesting to think about and an interesting future because it's like yeah, it's exactly. pretty fucked up. It's pretty well, fucked up. Exactly. Listeners, we should be critical about this. Beware. Yeah. yeah. I think it will... Talking about it now, it's probably going to become, like, a wider issue going on as, in, like, Indonesia especially continues to develop. And all of oh, Asia. Oh, definitely. Because, yeah, definitely. Indonesia. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Like, there's literally... Like, uh, I heard a lot of just, like, people, like, locals, like, Claudia's friends, just, like, there's literally no land now. Mm. And it's, like... It's just sad. Well, it's yeah, it's a tropical paradise, and everybody wants a slice. Except they're not like acknowledging the cost that comes to the people no. who actually own the land and they have like cultural heritage to the land. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I do. I still want to go back to Bali. Mm, I want to go. I wouldn't mind going to see. Yeah, I I wouldn't mind. Is your friend Dita your housemate? Dita. Dia. Dia. Oh Dia. yeah, yeah. Oh, Dita the DJ. Oh no, Dia your housemate though. True, uh, true. I is she is she Indonesian? Or? She is also yeah, Indonesian. Yeah. So I practiced my Indonesian with her during lockdown because mm. I was like really bad. So Claudia is also really bad in Indo mm. because she um, in Bali she went to like uh, international school. Oh, all like, these people that you know, military. No, I know them. You here. met them at international. Oh, okay, here. okay. So it here. just happens. Honestly, yeah. my Indo friends, I met them here. Yeah, like, and I love it. Where did you meet them here? Oh, 
interesting. I don't know how I met them. I think just like on the street. Yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. just like, like I could just like yeah. yeah I would, literally I was yeah. just like um, listening to like Indo words and just like because I just learned it and I'm mm. like hey I heard you speaking Indo <laughs> and I'm like I know a little bit like you know but yeah and then um. And I think I know Claudia from, like, creative people because Claudia used to be with a modeling agency that I was in. Um, and I used to live with DOB, which is, like, in the same agency. And then just, like, their friends and their friends and their friends and their friends. Mm, and just to, like, still I people see. in the creative industry doing the same thing. Um, most of them are models, but now they're, like, photographers and also stylists, which is, like, fun. Mm. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's such a, like, strong creative network in Melbourne. I guess, like, interesting hearing it's strong, like, Indonesian creative network, but especially, I don't know if it's me, like, becoming aware of stuff more recently, but I think in the last three years, like, such a strong network of people of colour leading the cultural charge in, like, yes. arts, media, pretty much everything. And it's pretty... Str- it's amazing. Like, yeah. you know, the time is well overdue, but it's pretty powerful. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's beautiful to see. Would it's, you, yeah. yeah, no, I still agree. Like, I mean, definitely we're going to hold our space. We're going to take our space. Mm. And y'all, white people are going to love it. Um, but yeah, it's also, it's always interesting. It's like, um, I got like a follower request and it's like, oh my God, they're Indo. Mm. Or, or it's just like, or just like not a lot of it's just like people that actually wants to connect. Yeah. And then like, you know, I accepted the request, I followed them back, and it's like we're actually just like it's not like people who you just see their stories and just like, you know, you don't know who the fuck they are. Yeah. Like they engage in your stories. They wanna know and they wanna um they wanna work with you. They wanna collaborate with you. And you know, respectful way of course. But yeah, it's very yeah, I can see that, especially from last year. Um, mm. Especially, like, what Charlotte Mary is doing. Yeah, definitely. Know? Yeah, what definitely. Charlotte Mary is doing, definitely. I mean, I, like, went to the first study and always go ever since. Like, I have never missed... Oh, I've missed one. Mm. But I was in Bali. Uh, so I missed one. But, like, you know, study, I think it's also, like, a really good example. And just, you know, having an event that is created... Because I, I, I don't think there's a lot of events that is... Uh, you know, for us, QT by POCs, and especially yeah. by us, and you know, and daddies. prioritized exactly, as well. exactly yeah. prioritized as well. And I feel like that's really important to have. That's that's very cool to have, and it's very every time I go to Duddy, um, and it just felt like really nice. It's just yeah. I can be whoever I want, and people are just nice. I don't get this creepy stares at a club because I don't get this creepy stares because I'm scared that people fetishize me or I'm scared that people fetishize my friends or I'm scared that um, they're trying to, you know, they're going to be too just like just messing up the the, the vibe. And it's like, mm. it's not because we feel safe. And yeah. we, we put our community first and and y'all just going to love it. And I've like, and that's been really good. So kudos to Seafrim and Marasia. Yeah, 100%. I agree. Like, I literally bow down to them so much. Their work's amazing. And particularly, I think, I don't know if it was, I think it's me and you, but particularly, like, going to duddy events as well, that's the first time I actually reflected on me taking up space as a white person. And I can remember, like, when, I think it was, like, Seafrim was playing at Music Room a while, uh, quite a while ago. Yeah. And there was, like, a like a yeah, big crowd of POC people there as well as me. And I was, like, at the front. And I was just being a fucking idiot. Like, I always am. <laughs> And then I was like, wait a second, like, is it actually really the most important thing for me to stand at the front right now? Or should I actually be like, the the idea of like literally like making space 
for POC people to like have their moment is kind of, I don't know, it was just a powerful lesson for me. Like it doesn't really mean anything for anyone else, but it was, to me, it was very like, very important reflective moment. And I had never actually considered like how, yeah, how I take up space and how I occupy space, not only in a club, but like those kind of power structures. It's interesting. Yeah, good. Um, I mean, it's good that you acknowledge that. Like, that's very good to know because, I mean, not a lot of people do. Like, not a lot of people does, like, realize that they're still doing it. I mean, I guess Duddy has really created a safe space where there's, like, literally nobody doing Mm. that. Uh, But, yeah, I feel like in terms of also, like, music, I think also, like, it's interesting how I'm, like, I don't want to call it names, but um, say, uh, like, I was a Duddy and then, you know, my friends were around, um... Uh, I just I can just tell like the white friends, which is probably like only two at the time, but like the white friends is like actually not enjoying this diaspora sounds that is being mm. played, you know, like like we want to hear some Jersey beats, we want to hear some yeah. piano or some Afro beats, but I can just tell like it's it's very foreign to them that they're just like they just don't know what to ha- what to do, and I'm like mm. and I kind of love it, and I'm like oh my god, like we love it so like our QT by POCs, like we just we love it so much, like we we ate that up. Yeah, but well, it I kind just... of is the time for white discomfort, if you know what I mean, yeah. in a sense, because it's like there's been it's been so long. It is time to like you know feel that discomfort, feel the need to make change, and like be comfortable and sit in that feeling. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. No. Exactly. No. Very that. Very that. I mean, I'm just trying. Well, I'm not trying, but um, I I feel like going to a lot of these like events and clubs made me realize that. This is also like the scene. I mean, I'm already this scene that I, I'm already like surrounded by the scene, but it's also like the scene that I want to contribute to. Mm. So, um, like, uh, my friend been teaching me how to like create music and just like DJing. So I feel like, you know, I feel like that's something that I want to do this year. Just like you know, creating sounds and musics that we want to hear, or like sounds and music that people have never heard, people mm. have never heard. Like, I that's something that I really focus on, like this year. Mm. So, I'm excited, excited to hear what comes out and I think that also kind of speaks once again to like what we were talking about with stylistically that intersectionality in the way you dress is also this I've given this a bit of thought as well it's like the intersectionality in music because especially with for example like Seaframe in particular I oh, feel yeah. like you can see how her mixes are culturally informed as well yeah. as like it's not really the music of the moment actually it's clearly what she likes as well as like the cultural information of her mm. heritage as a person and that's why it is so amazing and it's had so much traction and it's moved so quickly because it's actually unlike anything else because it's completely unique it's its own thing it's not replicating anything else or following a kind of formula which is cool yeah which is very cool and also like uh well like with duddy again like like miri's background is ballroom Mm. and it's like you know ballroom really holds you know a safe space for qt by poc people and you know Every time I see her DJ, it's just like every time I see Miri DJ, it's just like these sounds that we want to hear. You know, mm. it's the sounds that you know ball. It's the that caters to ballroom people that caters to what we want to be, what we want to listen to in a ballroom sense. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's just who they are, and it's just and it's nice to actually have that in arm. Yeah, you know, it's nice to be in that. It's nice to actually be surrounded by it. It's actually like empowering. Yeah, but yeah. And it's pretty exciting as well. This is just the tip of the iceberg, you know? Exactly. It's it's, just the tip of the iceberg. It's been a huge year and it's just getting bigger. And then DJ Ralph 
<laughs> DJ Ralph. Actually, it's not the name, but mm. you'll just have to wait. You'll just have to wait. Uh, the name's really cool, but mm. <laughs> but you'll just have to wait. I'm excited. Wait. <laughs> yeah, I was actually wondering if you could tell me a bit about um the Daddy Gala as well because I saw that Cherry Chola, who I'm a huge yeah, fan of, love played Fabi, there as love well. Fabiola. Yeah. yeah. So um the fundraiser was up. So it was a fundraiser for the Black Rainbow. Uh, foundation and um, uh, gender affirmation surgeries for our sisters and brothers. Um, and so, yeah, it was at the above um, and got a message from Amelia or Charlotte. Anyway, uh, so that, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'd love to come. Uh, but, yeah, it was really nice because it was literally just like, if you know, you know, and it was just like people that I know, but also like people that I've, well, people that I know, but, like, I've never been introduced. Mm. And I was just, like, it just felt so nice. It was just, it was a celebration of who we are. It mm. was just, um, um, you know, Cherry Trolla performed. Um, uh, House of Divine also performed. Um, obviously, House of Silky performed. Uh, it was just, like, having fun. And just community just building fun. as well. Exactly. Yeah, yeah Cher- Cherry Trolla performed fucking slay how was it oh i'm fucking so she's such a like mysterious fucking slay bitch i, I can't yeah I, I i know her from my friend produce and i'm um, directed and my friends produce directed and is also the videographer for that and then i was listening to it and i'm like because growing up like i did like six years of spanish in school mm. but i'm like oh my god this is this is so fucking cool and like whoever produced this is so cool mm. and i got into it um, and that so I'm underrated. So underrated. I don't understand. It's like, just like you know that the chola behavior. Just like I and I, I mean, I obviously there's not a lot of just like people actually embracing that chola behavior here, but mm, I love it. Mm. Um, you know, cherry chola, amazing. Kudos to you. But that's really good. She performed. Um, uh, July perform Robert Baxter. Oh, perform. Uh, July is so sick as July well. I've been so listening cool. to their music online. I've been li- I yeah. want to see it in I've person. Been, exa- yeah. I've been like trying to put them in, um, in like my mixes soon. Mm. Um, but yeah, just like putting. I think it's it it really, it's good. I really love their music. Um, Coffee and Sex. Mm. Oh, that's so good that it's is. cool like yeah it's like new sound new content I think especially with like both July and Cherry Chola as well as do you know Sophia um, they're like a Greek Australian rapper and they do this song like Greek or Frico oh, it's really cool okay. and they they sing it. in Greek you have to check it out um, get into it. yeah I think our friend Big Wet actually is a friend and True. fan of hers oh, really? as well yeah. yeah but they they play together at Big Sound but she's got a really cool sound and I think it's like yeah it's really sick that like injection of foreign culture into the you know Australian musical scene as well because it's like it's it's something that is never before seen. It's something that is never before yeah never mm. before seen, and I love it. And I, I want more. Mm. And it's addicting. Like I want more. Yeah, but this is once again just a start. But I interrupted you as well. Tell me more about the gala. I want to hear. Oh, true. Um. Yeah. Well, um, what was his name? Wilk Simba, I think, was also performing. Oh, Will. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Alex I, Simba's brother. Y- yeah, I. Yeah, I mean, I was just. Anyway, there, oh, yeah. yeah, but, like, he was really good. Um, Shin, Shin was playing, uh, obviously, Charlotte and Mary. Yeah. Um, who else? But anyway, it was really nice. It was, like, Such and also, like, the food was also, like, really nice. It was by Oko. 
which oh, is which everyone yeah, needs to go everyone talking and just like you know when you go to like a social event I feel like a lot of that in our I feel like we go through a lot we go to a lot of like social events that is just like people being pretentious mm. that is just like people looking at, people just like walking around in their uh, whatever designer they're wearing and just like you know I look cool you have to talk to me it's and also it's like, yeah yeah and about like it was at the at, at the gala it was just like everyone saw it everybody because we want to know we want to know and it was just like and I was like walking around and people were just like it's funny, but people are just, like, asking, like, what are you wearing? But, like, not because, like, what brand am I wearing? But it's, like, like, what is that? I want to know. Like, mm. what is this kind of, like, lace yeah, that, you that you were wearing? What yeah. is this, like, style of skirt that I was wearing? What is this? What inspired this? And I'm, like, like they asked that. And I'm, like, oh, my God, thank you. Like, mm. and I don't think a lot of people ask that. And, and I, like, and I'm... And I usually hate telling people what I wear. Mm. Like, I hate it so much. I don't want to be like, oh, my God, I'm wearing this. Mm. But it's, like, it's not about, like, oh, my God, I'm wearing this. But I'm, like, oh, yeah, this is this inspired this because, like, I remember when I was a kid, blah, 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 blah. So we just get into a conversation of it. And it was really cool. Sick. It was really cool. It was really nice. I got really drunk. Yeah. Um, and then went to MISC after for Curfew, which is oh. a South, uh, South Asian music collective. Oh, nice. Uh, that's really yeah. nice. That was really nice. And then got too drunk and curfew then, I'll have to look yeah, into it curfew. did you happen to go to Miscellanea um, last Friday night I know Vivi Pete was performing and it was a bunch yeah, of um, Australian MCLR. rappers yeah did you yeah, did you go I didn't I did see Charlotte uh, perform um, was performing but I was at uh, my friend RBI um, releasing uh, yeah. their L- new LP um, at Sub Club so uh, yeah, so I was there, but that looked so sick at missing oh, it. I can't. I'm so angry at myself for missing it. And that song VVP by mm. VVP Frauds is literally the best song it's the best. I have heard in so long. It's the it's, best. Yeah, I'm, it's like, oh, the Australian music scene is actually just popping off so hard at the moment. And I it's think probably that, so hard. Yeah. It's so, yeah, I'm so, I wish, I wish, I wish I had seen VVP, but I'm going to see MC Yella at, um, in Ivanica this yeah, weekend. Yeah, true. So you are going that to be cool. I'm going, I have tickets to Malalo as well on the 29th Love of April. Love Malalo. You, Love Malalo. Yeah. Maybe you should come. I can be convinced. Yeah, <laughs> I can be convinced. Can. I yeah, can be convinced. Yeah. But no, I yeah, no, that was really good. And I feel like cause Charlotte played um for that event. And I know how in the next few months that the club scenes are gonna play that song because Charlotte was also involved in that event. I think like whatever Charlotte does kinda calls the calls in yeah. all the DJs. Oh in yeah, Narm. for sure. I'm thinking, of, like, yeah. yeah like, that um prodigy um slash city girls. City girls, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Always, was, like, that, it was just yeah. everywhere and I was like, oh she Honestly did it also first. like anything the prodigy yeah. X City Girls and the Prodigy X Mega D Stallion works. Yeah. Keep playing <laughs> like all the DJs in Arm keep playing that in your set. Everyone's yeah. gonna love it. Everyone's gonna love it. Yeah, everyone's gonna love it. People, yeah, I'm rediscovering the joy of shaking my ass because I'm so shaking sick of all yeah. this music <laughs> that's trying so hard to be like, I just want to shake my ass. You know, it's like that Jersey sound. It's so fucking fun. Exactly, so like, the, like the song that I showed you today. Yeah, it was just like, yeah. I'm always like, why am I having a shit time? But then I go to the, I go to like a dud event and I'm like, fuck yeah, like I've been waiting so long. I think exactly. I'm done with the scene, but I just haven't like. Yeah. No, period. I feel like I feel like I um shout out to Ha's mom that is also inspired me and teaching me DJing and also RBI and Yorks, which is L. Mm. Um that is helping me with um DJing. Uh but yeah, it's 
I feel like just like so there so three of them is flux. Um, mm. but just looking at them, just like making events and actually like going to raves that you want to dance to. Yeah, but it's also like different genres. The recent rave that they did uh, at Kzar's warehouse. Jen played. Oh, I didn't go. It was so it was good. So Jen, good. Oh, I always leave at 2.30 a.m. because I want to sleep at 3 a.m. Mm. I'm very famous. I'm so lame. I'm like, famous. I'm <laughs> like, I'm actually very Because like, yeah. everyone's a kick-on. Like, uh, honestly, all my friends are like kick-ons people. Mm. But they'll just get, they're like, they... Nothing good happens after 2 a.m., in my opinion. <laughs> Nothing yeah. good, honestly. I agree. But they would actually like make, well, not even making bets, but they were like, okay, I'm going to call. Ralph's not going to stay. And they were just like, they just like bet on it. And yeah. I'm like, and I always like, I'm not going to stay. Mm. But at that rate, I stayed till fucking 9 a.m. Oh. Because it was so fucking good. And I mm. work the next, I work two hours after oh that. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. Are, you're actually the queen of backing it up. I have I to say. I am That's the queen like, of, of backing it up. Of all your achievements, that is probably <laughs> at the top. To be that is the top. I'm that shocked by your, it's good to, yeah, it's. You have that's probably why I thought you were twenty one because you have so much youthful vigor in being able to like stick it out. I feel like thanks for my youthful vigor. Yeah, youthful vigor and figure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> period. Yeah, but no, it was good. That rave was just like you know, uh, DJ PGZ mm. played, uh, Jen Loveless played. Sick. Uh, we love Jen. Um, Tiny Tex played. Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? Was Aya Batonye. Ah, uh, Batonye is. I'm yes. so keen to see her play at. Um, Maybe see them play in Avonica. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I miss them. I missed Aya Batonia and Half Queen at Pitch. They're two people I really Half wanted Queen. to see. Yeah, yeah. We were hanging around for a bit at the artist area. Um, oh, yeah. You were at Pitch, weren't you? I was at Pitch. Did you I have a good time? Pitch. I, I my fucking had back. a great time, even though it was just like one night and two days. Mm. Um, but yeah, well, because because Ha's mom pl- um, played with LSDXX, so... Oh, I, how did yes. that come about is my question for you. How did that come about? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think Jack's just really good at their job. And then they just yeah. contacted Jack. Yeah, um, true. And then, yeah. And then so I just went up to pitch. So, you know, LSDXX. So. I, I didn't see you at LSDXX. Did I? Or maybe you we left. Did. No, you left. What? I Because you only stayed for one night. Oh, yeah. But did I see you? I stayed at LSDXX. I was there. Wait, I, really? Yeah, I was there. Oh, Sorry. True. I stayed for another night because I lost I stayed my for phone. Night. Yeah. Oh, you did lose your phone. I was dancing phone. with, with Bronte and, and our friends Bronte and Beck. Did yeah, you see No, us, well, I was, I was um, left front. With Miri and Oh, okay. Gang. I see. Yeah. I see. Yeah. yeah. I was up the back. Everyone was Well, I was at the front. I wanna yeah. I wanna cheer up my I wanna cheer up House Mom. Yeah. I wanna look at them being iconic, which is like uh, pouring tequila. I wish with I LSD. had gone up the front. Damn it. Oh, yeah. Up. You should have. I'm so yeah. Pitch, that front. F- yeah. Pitch is like a bad memory for me. Pitch, to I mean, be okay, honestly, yeah. we don't rate pitch. Yeah, I don't write pitch. I had a really good time at Pitch previously. I think to be honest, I love my friends and I love um, Phil, who runs Untitled, but right. I just was. I hate going with a crew. I hate being stressed. Really? Pitch was too. I well, my crew. I don't know. Everyone was like fighting. I lost my phone, and I, I was know. like, God oh. damn it! Like, I'm so stressed. I just want to go. I just want. And the thing is, with a festival that big, I just want to go. Like, I'm like, guys, I want to go fuck around a little bit and just like yeah. be cute in the crowd without you. I'm not a. I'm not a pack animal. I'm. <laughs> I'm the big D. I'm just me. And. Yeah, yeah, so I think that, like, at Innovanica, I'll get to do that. And at Meredith, I did that. But um, Pitch, it's a little bit too big for me. I don't know if I... I agree. Yeah. No, I agree. But the it's I'm on the opposite. Like, I love 
going with the crew. Mm. And kudos to Kazar and for having Kazar's and Bianca's tent. Yeah, um, I checked it out. Is, it was cool. Yeah, and that is amazing because um, I got there at 11. LSD and Jack and House Mom played at 12:30. Um, and then yeah, and then every time we're tired, we'd go back to the artist area, get free drinks, or get back, or go back to uh, Kazar's Bianca uh, tent. To just like rest and then mm. have fun, see saw Helena Hoff. That was that was good. There was a lot of bros though, but mm. I'm glad oh, that I was like, yeah. I know, but I'm glad that I was with my friends. Yeah, um, and then see from Malaysia, sunrise set, fucking killed it, mm. and then everybody just went back to Kazar's and Bianca tent, and that was that was really nice. That mm. was just like really nice. I'm glad that I went with the crew. Yeah, um, but and I still get to be cute. And yeah, I still get to be cute, but. I mean, obviously, I didn't want to be cute in pitch crowd because I'm, like, scared. But, yeah. like, yeah. Like, well, I was... there. I had a moment there when I was, like, to my friend Chris. I was, like... Because I had the moment where I was, like... I was, like, all these scary, like, blokey dudes. But then I was, like, I obviously love a mask man. And I was, like, Chris, there's so many hot guys here. Ah! I was, like... And they're all, like, you know... Loved up. Like, uh, I you fucking know. do. I don't know. I couldn't help it. But I didn't... Yeah. It was... It's, uh, I don't know, they're, they're, you don't realise, I think you realise how much of a bell jar we live in in the inner north yeah, when you yeah, go yeah, to yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of thing because, like, lots of people love techno Period. events and especially, like, people who don't live and socialise in the areas that we're in. It's, like, very mask. It's alive and well. But, yeah, keen for Inavanica. Um, I think it'll be fun. I think it'll oh, be fun. Oh, Inavanica's going to be so fun, but I don't have waterproof shoes. Oh, girl, I can't. I mean, honestly, leather. Yeah, I'm gonna wear my Onitsuka Tigers, but I got um I got that's a not, really that's not waterproof. It's they're leather, but I don't know. Oh, true. Okay, okay, yeah, the leather I'll one. Try. Yeah, true. But um, I have a really cool. I got a custom posture waterproof tracksuit. I'll show Whoa. you after we record this. Yeah, yeah. A so custom posture. Big shout out to studio. Dylan Liam. Yeah, I was just last minute. I was like, please, have you got anything that nobody else will have? <laughs> shout um, out. So yeah, I'm excited to premiere that. And yeah, well, I guess IV will be over by the time this episode comes out. But it's the last one, so I'm sad that you can't come. But I'm Aww. excited for it. Is is it the last episode? Oh, the last. The last episode, yeah. yeah also, the is. last episode. Yeah, well, it's the last IV. Oh, is it? No, this isn't the last episode. Oh, true. I'm, okay, this the is last a, no, IV. no, 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 no. Like, why is it the last episode? This is the like, start of a beautiful yeah. set of episodes. I hope. Period. Yeah, yeah, period. Yeah. Oh, it is the last IV. I know. I can't do mm. it. I have. I'm just too committed. I really want to release my mix um, this month. Mm. So I'm gonna do that, and you know. By, I don't know, maybe there's another fun festival that I get to play in. So, oh. Yeah, uh, so I'm just going to. Okay. Yeah. Well, watch this space. Watch this space, oh baby. God. Well, Ralph Akbar, we're actually <laughs> about to hit an hour, but I feel like we have talked about so much, yet we have yeah. more to talk about. But I think now is a good place to wrap it and maybe chat more later but yeah. thank you so much for no, coming and chatting so it's been fun and we'll probably drink more wine after this and i'm so excited to drink more continue wine. to gossip yes please okay I have so many gossips but y'all can't hear that yeah 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 uh, all right outside of thread signing off thank you bye. cheers cheers me <laughs>